strength, joy, peace, whatever you need as you wait on the Lord to make yeah. a move. Uh, as we hop into this today, uh, uh, what y'all waiting on this week? Jan, what you waiting on? Anything? Listen, I don't want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> what you waiting on, Jan? <laughs> I am waiting on our people to pull it together to live by God's word. Mm -hmm. He specifically said, if my people who are called by oh, my name. Oh, stop right there. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's it. Oh, oh, oh. Don't take off running. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. But here's the thing. If we, <laughs> we get to the place where we are. Hold your mule now. But we got to wake up. If we just wake up and um, and call on God and humble ourselves and turn away from these wicked ways. Let's yeah. call them wicked because they're wicked. They're wicked. Turn away from these wicked ways. And we, we can actually hear, like God will hear from heaven and actually heal the land. Mm. Um, and we live in this land and we're disgusted by it and disappointed by the way our lives are going. I'm waiting for our people to just to stand up and, and call on God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, hopefully we won't be waiting too long for that. That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need some healing. We need some healing. We need some healing. Pete, what you waiting on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to wait on no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, I'm waiting on 2020 to be over. All right, I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting on the people to wreck. That's so deep, though. We want people deep. to see how deep stuff is. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but we don't even recognize the implications of a lot of our actions, bro. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We just be dabbling in stuff we don't understand. We That's just right. be going off, being manipulated by spiritual forces and just mm. be we just be getting lullaby, bro. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready for us to wake up, That's Mr. Right. West. Yeah. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We gotta yeah. wake up, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up. Yeah. 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 And on our quest of wake, waking up, um, I I'm waiting on uh, some healing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm be honest with y'all, man. I'm a little, uh, my phone, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. attached to my hand. Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, it's right here. <laughs> that was right there. impressive. <laughs> it I don't was know pretty if impressive. It was the black. It just it went <laughs> came out of nowhere. It's like, it's in your yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, it came out of his hand. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, as much as I need my phone, mm -hmm. I don't want to need my phone, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yes, yeah, it makes perfect uh, sense. And so, I'm, I, Every morning I try to listen to uh, Tony Evans. You know, he drops a, a sermon 20, 25 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. I try to get a little Tony Evans in me. He try to, he, he sets me straight sometimes. Mm -hmm. So he's in a series of uh, called, well, basically centered on idolatry and how he calls it American Idol. Uh-oh, that's how, good. That's uh, we as a nation, as uh, you know, body of Christ, instead of putting God in God's place, mm -hmm. we've substituted God for whatever, career, mm -hmm. money, cars, possession, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, this one piece that he's been on uh, is technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, you know, the creativity of human beings were made in the image of God. God created us to create. Mm -hmm. And technology is one of those things that we created. Yep. Uh, but it comes to a point where we kind of, you know, ex uh, experience, not experiment, but experience mm -hmm. the creation without the creator. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony Evans says that's where idolatry comes in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then specifically he gets into, you know, social media mm -hmm. uh, and how much time we spend on social media. And I find myself guilty. Like, yeah. I know I spend a lot of time on social media, uh, sometimes not even posting, sometimes just in the <laughs> rabbit hole, just kind of <laughs> scrolling through certain right. stuff. It's I'm designed like, to do that. How did yeah. I get all the way over here? <laughs> I was like, backtrack, and I'm like 10 pages in, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ten pages in, one hour later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it, 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 you yeah. don't even know it. Time goes yeah. by so fast. Absolutely. You lost so much time on yeah. something not even productive or yeah. healthy. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I found myself in that space. And like, I guess I want to kind of ask y'all perspective as we in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Like, 
where do we, how do you kind of uh, find that balance between, okay, there's some benefits of social media, mm -hmm. right? I'm able to connect, we're able to spread the gospel, we're able to do all these different things online. But then at the same time, there's like this addictive kind of thing to it as well. Hmm. You spend a lot of time on it. And I mean, so how do you, how do you personally find that balance and how, how, yeah. you know, how important is that? Especially you talk about the spirituality of things, Bro. like mm -hmm. the spiritual warfare that we're in, trying to wake up. It's hard to wake up when you sleep on social media. So like, right. <laughs> right. where do right. we find that balance between the two? Y'all would say. Where do you think yeah, we find the balance at? Nah, because I don't want to get off on no long tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Just what you... <laughs> so I'll get off on a long tangent. Yeah, you get off on a tangent. Throw me out there. Let's go there. Feel my direction. <laughs> so here's my thing, um, because I, I agree with what you said, um, that this technology piece is created by us. We, we've been given the ability to be creative, and so mm -hmm. we created this, and we really should be using it for God's glory. Right. Um, we've gotten to a place where we're not necessarily doing that, and so everything that we're doing, all this you know, kind of endless scrolling and all that stuff is not necessarily um, doing anything for us in regards to our spirituality and feeding us. So I had to come up. To, you know, come to a point where I'm like, you know what, let me not be on Facebook the first thing in the morning. Let me not yeah. go to Instagram. Let me not. How about I first wake up and think about God <laughs> and go there first um, and then throughout the day. So basically just having to like mm -hmm. literally create a structure to where I am showing God that he is my master yeah. um, and I won't be controlled by all this other stuff. I will use it because I can use it. And right. so if I'm responsible about it, then I'll be able to use it for his glory and use it for my good and all that good stuff. But um, to not let it control me is the Yo, thing. So. Let's check this out. Everything's on the phone. It, go, it, went, it goes yeah. beyond calling people and then we can text people mm -hmm. which then people feel like they have access to you at all times at all yeah. times yeah and then on top of that we can bank yeah. online we can go yes. to school on our phone it's so convenient read the you bible you can live your life on your phone you can go to bible hub <laughs> <laughs> the whole day the whole day like you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to go anywhere DoorDash, oh, I'm hungry. Let yeah, me just, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's I mean, the spectrum is so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you can go to, from the Bible Hub to other hubs. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do we? I mean, what's the balance, and how do we fight that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What I was talking about. We gotta wake up and yeah. recognize how truly spiritually deep this stuff is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And some of it is designed to suck you in and to yeah. bring your attention into it, and then keep you captivated, right? Yeah. To keep you captive, captive, and it's called imagination for a reason. It's yeah. the inner images, and right. my job is to get access to your mind, mm -hmm. right, and then to start sowing thoughts and putting different seeds or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you look at how, and I don't even want to get all the way off into that side of it, but Go like ahead. I said, no, because your because our minds are designed. There is so much about the human. Um, like the consciousness right. that is revealed in technology mm. and the way it's designed, mm -hmm. right? Um, and even if you think like an antivirus software, like how it works, right? There is a mainframe. You were supposed to co be connected to a higher source mm -hmm. where, where all your files and everything you know, but the virus tries to get in there by um, putting little threads of information, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts to attach itself to all these different files to corrupt them, mm -hmm. right? And 
it's not ones and zeros like we look at in code because mm. we are alive, right? Mm -hmm. We have a free will. Right. So the thing, the fact that those things attach themselves to all of us in order to keep us disconnected and to corrupt all of our files, uh, we got to have some software, some antivirus mm -hmm. software, mm -hmm. right? And that's when you get into, I think of that scripture that says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the uh -huh. spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard mm -hmm. against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what it wants to do. It wants to duplicate itself. That's how the virus spreads, right? Yeah. So the fact that we've been in this quarantine, right. it trained everybody to be Man. all technology Man. all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so much poison. Um, I'll tell you this real quick. This, uh, this I was listening to Focus on the Family, one of them on Moody Radio, mm -hmm. uh, and the, 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 a mother said that her like 17, she didn't have, they didn't have no phone. They were kind of anti-technology. But he got a phone. He was like 17. She said one day he came home devastated. Mm. And she said, she's talking to him. She's like, what's going on? She said he broke down crying. This is a 17-year-old mm. uh, kid, teenager. And he broke down crying and said, somebody sent me a video. She was like, well, honey, what was the video? She said it was a, it was a video of a man killing puppies with a hammer. Oh, gosh. Just crushing their heads with a hammer. Yeah. And you think it impacted him, it was traumatizing right. to him, right? Mm -hmm. But his mind is like, why would somebody be yeah. this cruel? But number two, why would they put this evil yeah. out here right. and just start right. doing Why would they send it to me? Yeah, who would send this to me? Like, why would you do that so to many me? questions right. in the right. Exactly. Like, I know he loved this whole puppy killing act. Yeah. No, wow. but I remember we was in college, crazy. stuff like that used to come right. out. Videos of people killing themselves or just wow. all of this crazy stuff, yes. man. Yeah. So there's so much wickedness and darkness yeah. out there, and the tech puts it on the air. I mean, even mm -hmm. when you think about it now with the, uh, the, the racial injustice piece of it, and and police yeah. brutality, yeah. like, yeah. and how we mm. get in something literally, it was like on a weekly, yeah, monthly bro. basis, it right. seemed like. You That's know what traumatizing. I mean? That impacts mental health. Yeah. And they pumping it out through all of the outlets, these screens, putting it in our imagination, putting yeah. these images in our mind, always so that they can create a situation of fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Um, but anyway, but you can see <laughs> how there's so many deeper elements. And hopefully we'll have some other conversations about the spirituality yeah. of technology. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's good. And yeah. I think we can start off with what Janae said, kind of yeah. putting ourselves on a schedule. We know yeah. in the morning time, we're not about to touch yeah. Facebook. We ain't about to be on the ground. Right. Right. Let's just open up God's right. word real quick yeah. uh, and try to think about Jesus in the morning time. <laughs> right. uh, I woke up this morning with my mind right. staying on Jesus. That's a lot for some of us. That's right. You we know, might we, have to actually grab, grab the actual Bible. Because yeah. if you grab the, the phone, oh, yeah, yeah. you're going to get notifications. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh. You know, so, yeah. so we might even have to, you know, yeah, be that good. discipline. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get to a point where I, I need to go get an alarm clock, like a physical alarm mm. clock. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to use my phone as an alarm right. Right. clock as well. You know, yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we use, you know, we depend on our phone for and other forms of technology and devices for. Yeah. It's hard to kind of get away from it, but um, lifting up that standard, setting up that schedule, I mm -hmm. think, is a start. You know what yeah. I mean? As we wait on the Lord in the midst <laughs> of all that's going on to move. Yeah. Uh, and, and even in the midst of all of that, P, I think uh, it's important to kind of, uh, you know, talk about what's going on. Um, socially in, in this mm -hmm. nation as sure. well. You know what I'm saying? Right yeah. now in Louisville, they uh, demanded a, a state of emergency mm. as they prepare mm. to uh, announce um, the update with Breonna Taylor. Mm. Uh, wow. And uh, we don't wow. know what the preparation means. We don't wow. know if, you know, on one end, they're preparing for, you know, black folks to uh, raise the streets when they say we ain't find oh no, no guilt or on the other end, if they do find the guilt, and mm -hmm. then the other end comes out right. and start process. So we don't right. know what they're preparing for, but it's just a sad situation yes. to know yeah, that six months, uh, the three people that were involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor oh, have yet to be arrested. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just from that. 
Yeah. Um, and so there's been protesting going on, of course, like really, it seemed like 2020 has been a year of protests. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course here in Indianapolis, there have been a few protests. And um, as our youth pastor here, bro, you've been uh, connected with some of the youth. Uh, kind of talk about the importance of them being involved. Like, I mean, with the power of technology, they're able to connect and kind of see what's going on around the world yeah. and stay aware and engaged. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had a couple uh, young people that went downtown in Indianapolis a few weeks ago mm -hmm. and kind of got engaged with a protest. So kind of yeah. talk about that for Yeah, me. man, Janai and um, Christiana are just two outstanding young ladies who are always political. I mean, when we yeah. talk and have a conversation with some of these young people, mm -hmm. they the ones that's taking that stuff, you know, and we got some outstanding, just well, uh, rounded and just strong mental, uh, strong mentality youth. Yeah. Um, and them bringing this stuff to the forefront of their generation is something that's real, real important to them. Right. So they went downtown and had a peaceful protest and they actually had an outstanding turnout. It's probably 150, uh, 200 young people, um, mm -hmm. not just young people. They had educators, they had other people that were in their sphere of influence. Right. And I don't know if, uh, I know Pastor Johnson even done some stuff with the group. It's called uh, Black Women in Charge. Right. Mm -hmm. So they teamed up with them, went out, done some stuff. And these are all college girls that are in college, high school, mm -hmm. that are involved and kind of leading their generation yeah. So we brought them in, had some great conversation uh, with them, allowed them to kind of speak on their own passions. Um, and they are doing a great job of galvanizing their generation and bringing some of these social uh, issues to the forefront. Mm -hmm. They have the courage to be right. able to stand mm -hmm. up to their generation, yeah. to be able to embrace what they believe, understand it in the context of scripture and faith, and say, nah, man, we're not about to be out here just sitting around. Man. Yeah. Right. We got next, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the mentality like you was talking about. Mm -hmm. right. We got next, and we're going to create the momentum between now and the time when we can actually get our people people out here so mm. yeah I just got great hopes that they will push their generation and create a momentum that will keep them politically active and teach their peers to be politically active when they talk so yeah. yeah, which is refreshing so as we as we in the waiting room we wait for justice and equality and in the midst of this election season waiting to cast our vote yeah. uh, to hopefully make a change in this nation uh, we want to bring these young people into the waiting room Pastor P sat yep. down with them and uh, let's take a look at what they were talking about I've definitely seen clips from protests where people are being sprayed by fire hoses and being chased by dogs and being bitten with uh, batons. My grandfather grew up in Macon, Georgia in like the 60s. And so I live and breathe every type of civil rights movement, every activist possible every time I was in his presence. Jesus was a really big activist back in his days. He always fought for the underdog and always had something to say. He never held his tongue when it came to um, standing up for his people. He was always there to fight for those who were treated unequally and that were facing injustice. So it was kind of like, if he can do it, and I'm a follower of him and I'm supposed to be like him, then I can do it. People telling me over the years, like, oh, I'll touch the masses, or oh, your voice is this, and you're doing this, and this is what's meant to happen is exactly what God will be wanting me to do. So it's all rooted in my faith that this is who I'm supposed to be through him. Your anxiety start to make you like feel hot. Um, people all around you being crowded by a lot of people can start to make you feel a lot, like emotions are really high. So it's very like high pace, it's kind of high. You see people giving you like dirty stares, definitely like from those that we passed this weekend that were like having like dinner and stuff and lunch and just trying to like ride on their cars. They were looking, giving us some dirty looks, but then you had those that were like just passing by. Some even came in and started to walk with us. Um, others stopped to listen. Some, when they were driving by, they started to honk their horns. Um, so it was just kind of like, 
you're really in the moment. It's almost something out of a movie that like I've always grown up and seen like as a kid and like Selma's stuff. I'm like, oh my God, that seems like really cool. And it is, but it's also kind of nerve wracking because you can never know like what could go, anything could go wrong any second. It's kind of just like you said, it starts with the youth. I think back then, they were teenagers at the sit-ins and doing buses and walking and riots and stuff like that. The 100 Men March, there were a bunch of teenagers there and it starts with the kids. I think that that's exactly what's happening now. You have a lot of young people that are seeing what's going on in the world and they don't agree with it and they're doing something about it. It makes you kind of think like, dang, we're still fighting for the same thing and I could really be that same person. Um, so I prayed and I consulted God first and he told me that what I was doing was right. I think that the biggest thing that I've gotten out of it is the desire to do more and the fact that I know that it's not at all over or anywhere close to being over, but now I feel like I have a foot in the race almost and it's put a fire under me. The life that we live as black people isn't some type of trend that you can hop on on hop on when it's like popular and it's a hashtag. It's not just a hashtag, it's a literal lifestyle. Our voices are influence. And once you get to the point where you're in no place to complain unless you're doing something, I think that is what changes the entire game. There's no way that we can sit around flipping through social media every day, reposting all of these terrible videos that we see in and out of the destruction of the black man or the destruction of the black woman and sit there and just be angry or say to ourselves like this is terrible and then not go out and do anything. We are at an age where if you're old enough to process your own emotions and you're old enough to process your own opinions and you're old enough to do something about it, if you can see what's going on in the world and see that you don't agree with it, you can do something about it. You can scream all you want and you can make as many signs and billboards and you can stomp until your feet can't walk anymore. But if you're not gonna do anything after that and you go home after that protest and you take a shower and you lay down and you're like, yep, I did that, and you can do more, then you should. I mean, if I could vote, baby, I would vote but I can't, so I need everybody who can to do it for me. I ask that you vote as if your child's life depends on it. I think that we take that extremely lightly with the world that we live in now, how it won't affect our kids until our kids get older or until you're affected by it. And those that were in front of you voted and it's, it's an entire cycle and I would hope that you would vote as if your child's life specifically, the type of child your child is and where he goes to school and what skin color he is, is being affected every day by it. Yeah, that was some good stuff, man. Yeah, man. It's good to see that we have some young people, you know, involved and engaged. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of go into this election season, I feel like it's important to keep our young people in mind mm -hmm. when it relates to this. So know. the difficult thing I think is for a teenager, they're relying on us. Mm -hmm. They're relying on the adults, they're relying on the parents um, to go out and speak on their behalf. And so I love the fact that the young people are on their level yeah. having their own voice because they can't vote. They're not right. of age yet, you know what I mean? So they're having to rely on us, but they're doing what they can at their level. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's what's absolutely amazing that um, we're kind 
kind of creating an environment where the young people understand we're in a very, very rough time. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I would even say to the young people, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This yeah. is against powers and principalities. So if we keep, if we, you know, keep identifying where the pain is coming from, mm -hmm. um, then we'll be able to walk right. And so everybody on their own level doing their thing. So the adults are voting, right. um, the kids are protesting and saying what they got to say, and everybody yeah. is working together to make sure there's change. Yeah, parents, talk to your young people about politics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They want to know. They want to know how you vote because they're really saying, Mom, are you you going to cast our vote, right? <laughs> right Dad, right. you going to cast our vote, That's right? That's right. They don't have the power to vote right now, mm -hmm. so they're depending on you. But have conversations with them about who you vote for, why you vote, political affiliation, all of that stuff to help them start walking through it as they prepare for their time because mm -hmm. they got next. They we got to do a photo shoot That's good. with the teams. We got next. Yeah, you know yeah that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. As we prepare for the, uh, the election day, let us keep our young people in mind. We're not just voting for ourselves. That's we right. vote for the generations coming behind us. That's yes. right. And for those of you who are, you know, just turned 18, you first-time voter, make sure you get registered to vote mm. and make sure you step out and use that voice as we try to bring some change um, because us waiting on God is not, uh, we're not idly waiting. Mm. We're actively waiting. That's yet. right. That's uh, good. One of the ways in which we do that is step out on our faith and vote. And so faith works, or faith votes. <laughs> faith yeah. works to vote. <laughs>
then they will have a lot more than 12 uh, uh, clerks to right. at that particular site. Yeah, so as you said, it's important, you know, to, as we protect our, our senior saints in the midst of this COVID-19 <laughs> and we don't want to put them in harm's way. We've always depended on them to work the polls. Like right. going to vote, I always see like older people working yep. the polls. <laughs> right. um, and so now we're trying to get uh, some uh, some younger faces, some fresher faces on the scene. And so we want to uh, make sure that you go out and uh, apply to be a poll worker, mm -hmm. okay? Now, it's not a volunteer, well, it's almost like a volunteer, you get a little bit of money in your pocket. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, um, but also, we wanna make sure that you can get your teens out there too, because I think you can be 16 years old uh, to work the polls. So it's important to get them involved, help them to understand the ins and outs of this voting piece. Even beyond casting your ballot, there's some other ways that you can engage um, in the midst of this. And so, Nicole, like, in, you know, with all the voting suppression and all these things yes. that are going on, like, voting uh working the, the the polls and making sure that we have people engaged with that like why is that important for specifically black and brown communities mm -hmm. yeah um we saw a lot of that in the spring yes. where marion county didn't have enough precincts enough um voting centers open because right. we didn't have part of the problem was we didn't have enough poll workers yeah. um, so it's critical that folks are there to inspect the process because we've already seen some challenges with um, ballots being thrown out yes. we've yeah. seen uh, ballots being disqualified yeah. so it's very critical especially in this time especially in our communities because essentially in the black communities that's the first places where the precincts are closed right. when they don't have enough workers. That is correct. Um, and that plays into the suppression of our vote. Mm. We can't vote if we don't have the opportunity or the space to do so. That's right. So it's very, 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 very important. I've seen a lot of employers now who are giving folks yes. uh, the day off on election day. Yeah. So if you are one of those people who are able to be off on election day, please, please, please go to indy.gov, yeah. search poll worker, and then the application process and all of that will show up. But it's critical, especially in our black community. Yeah. And I just add a note, she's absolutely right far as voter suppression, that if we don't have enough qualified people there to be able, so when our voters come walking in, and one of the things they could say, no, you can't vote right. because your ID does not match up exactly to the registration. Right, the so instead of saying David Pack, my ID may say Dave with an E instead of ID, mm. but my voter registration may say David. If you don't have the right people up there, they could say, nope, you can't vote. Absolutely. Well, in the law, that is close enough right. for mm -hmm. us to still be able to cast our ballot. Yes. Mm. And then two, if That's there tough. is an issue, uh, you can ask for a provisional ballot, then be able to go take your provisional ballot back downtown with your ID and then still cash your vote up to November the 13th. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that when they go in there and they say, nope, you can't vote and you don't, and they might not even suggest that you get a provisional ballot. So we want to make sure we got people there saying if there's an issue, well, at least take the provisional ballot with you. Yeah. Right. And then go back, get your ID straightened out, then go and, and then turn it in. Absolutely. Yeah. And what we're doing here, you know, for, for our uh, members and family and people that tune into the, to the, uh, our, our platforms, we're trying to get them to vote early. 
Yeah. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. So let's not wait on the day of. <laughs> yes. Uh, because that's when it gets kind of tricky and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of bogged down in the trenches as it relates to voting, I- your ID and your voting registration information. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go early, give yourself enough time to get the information you need and bring more than enough information so that they can give you that ballot Absolutely. and cast that vote. And so, Absolutely. Uh, Brother Pack, as a, as a member of the church, as a believer, a person of faith, like this, this election season is very critical. Um, this whole campaign is centered around the idea of faith, faith votes. So, you know, we kind of playing with the scripture, like faith without votes is dead. This idea <laughs> where, you know, it's not enough to have faith without putting the work in, right? Absolutely. Um, and so as a, as a believer, why is it important for you as a person of faith to, to step out on that faith and cast that vote? I mean, actually the whole process for our community, the voting part, it's really the easiest part for us, <laughs> right? When you look at our whole community and all the work that we need to do as a community, yeah. when you start looking at things, you know, far as our income levels compared to the U.S. average, we're 41 grand as an average household. The U.S. average is 83, okay? Mm-hmm. When you start looking at family, we're 65% single family, mm-hmm. whereas the U.S. US uh, the average for U.S. household is only 35%. Mm. So those are two big things that we need to overcome that that really require a lot of work. The voting piece, for me to go (laughs) register to vote, I can do it online, takes every bit of 10 minutes. For for me to go get me a ballot, if if I'm away, that takes another five minutes. Or for me to say, okay, I'm gonna go vote on October 6th, which is early voting day, right. it may take an hour out of my schedule. Right. Yeah. All of those things are easy. Yeah. We need to make sure if we can't do that, then how are we gonna, we, we got bigger things to go fight <laughs> and we gotta have that energy to go fight those. So I'm gonna just sit and say as a community, in 2016 only, it was 40% of people who did not vote in the African-American community. Four out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you look where we at from 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, we go back, nobody mm-hmm. thought about COVID. Nobody thought about everything yeah. going on in this country right now. And 40% of us said, no, nah, I don't need to vote. Mm. I hope when we look at the numbers for 2020, anything less than 90%, mm. I'll be honest with you, I say, I, don't complain. Mm. When everything else could potentially come over the next four years, yes. if it's the same administration, whew, yes. yeah. don't complain. Yeah. So we should be 90%, I would say 90% of us need to early vote. Right. Yeah. So the people who can't get out and early vote, we go become poll workers to make sure they can have a place to go That's vote yeah. within our community and we can make sure we help them to make sure voter suppression Lost of ID, expired ID, or any of those things, we want to make sure we take care of our people. Right. And the earlier the better. And yes. so, Nicole, let's talk about the early voting piece for a second. Mm-hmm. What's the impact? What, why, why should I go and vote October 6th when I can wait until November 3rd? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a big piece of that is kind of what Brother Pack mentioned was just the process. Yeah. Um, we see everything that is going on right now with the government, with the post office, mm-hmm. um, relying on mail-in ballots, how those are backed up. We right. see now, I think I read something last week where even in Marion County, we've already seen double the mail-in ballots that we saw, period, in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we haven't even really got into it yet. 
it. Wow. So um, there everyone is already, our, our resources are limited, mm-hmm. um, whether that is time, whether that is people power, et cetera. So it's important for us to do our part. Just go early, don't wait. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is, I ain't even gonna lie, 2020 has been so crazy, who knows what's gonna happen on October 7th Man. or 8th or 12th, so right. you might not have until November 3rd. Yeah. So I need you to go cash your vote because yeah. you just don't never know what is gonna happen. They could shut the whole thing down. You have no idea. So um, it's just very important, but just go early. Just get it off your plate, go early so you don't get it caught up in all the other things we need to do, which is survive, yes. and then we can <laughs> we can keep going. So yeah, let's. I feel like it, it will help us have a less chance of error, of Mm -hmm. uh, deceit, of people playing with our votes, go early, overwhelmingly, so there could be no question. I'm agree with Pastor Nicole. Put on your mask, go vote, leave the mail-in ballots for our elderly. We already know there's a shortage. We already know that there's going to be a shortage of pay for uh, uh, the U.S. postal system. So why should all of us all of a sudden, well, I'm not going to go put on a mask and go vote and we're going to use the U.S. postal system? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not putting my ballot. Listen, I go to the grocery store. This exactly. is just as important on, to me man. to go get some food to eat. It's for me to cast my ballot. I put on my mask. I go in there, cast my vote, come back out, hand sanitize my hands, go on. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's a couple of things that David Patrick said. Number one, he called you Pastor Nicole. I just want to put that out there. Okay, Pastor Nicole, that's a new name right there. Boom. Do not. But no, on a serious note, this idea of, you know, putting on a mask and going out to vote, like we, I mean, for the most part, if it could be real, majority of us have already kind of been living life in this Everywhere. pandemic. You know, we've already gone out to eat. We're going, you People know, to the traveling. store. We're traveling on airplanes, like, go. throw the mask on. Go vote. Put that hand sanitizer. Throw on some gloves if you need to. Make sure you cast that vote, whatever the case may be. Um, and we're talking about early vote, and we talk about poll, you know, working the polls. Um, but maybe there's somebody that just needs to go and register to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, just drop some info about uh, that registration piece. Let me tell um, you. And making sure we got people to go register. Absolutely. Please, 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 y'all, whatever you do, check your registration. Brother yes. David mentioned this earlier about how they will use any reason to throw out or disqualify us to vote. So my suggestion is, I've been checking mine weekly. Mm. Cause I'm like, I don't got time for y'all to act like I'm not registered or I'm not, you know what I'm saying, legit. So up until October 5th, cause that's the registration deadline for this general election. So I suggest that up until October 5th, that you go to vote.org, scroll down to your state Mm -hmm. and check the registration status of your or your voting status right now. Right. Um, it's just very important. So go to vote.org, especially for our college students. Yes. You can go down to whatever state you're in, check their registration um, requirements. But please, 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 y'all, check your registration up until October 5th. It's very important. That's right. After October 5th, you can't register no more. Okay. Something else that I think is very, very important that I saw on vote.org um, is that you can check for the for our convicted felons. Yes. You can 
been checked if your vote has been restored. So please, please, please do that as well because that's another myth that yeah. you can't vote if you've been, if you're a previous offender. Right. That is not the case. In Indiana, there are some offenses that you can't vote for, but there are some that you still can vote. So please, mm. y'all, just go to vote.org, scroll through it, take 15 minutes of your Facebook time away, go to <laughs> vote.org, scroll through their website and get all the information that you need yeah. so you can be ready, so we can be ready. Yeah, that's all the way real. And uh, real quick, you know, we're dealing with the, the deadlines here. Yep. September 30th, the deadline for the census. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Brother Pat was just talking about the impact on the black community and how we are in, in the lower percentile of almost every um, area of society. Absolutely. This census piece can help change that in a way. Yes. How is that? So people really need to understand that the census was created to help. Um, it comes around every 10 years. And and this 10 years is critical because there's redistricting coming up, yes. which is mm. how they determine what neighborhoods are where and what resources are allocated into those neighborhoods. Um, it, it determines the allocation of so many resources, right. whether it's our education systems. If you look at right now the response in the pandemic and why some schools had iPads and MacBooks ready to go mm. and some schools had to wait for the state to give them funding to get the basic necessities for their students to learn. Right. That is part of it. So we need to make sure that mm. our neighborhoods, our communities, healthcare, mm. we see Pastor Johnson reminded us on Sunday right. that COVID has impacted the black community more than any other community. That's right. So the census determines the allocation of those funds into education systems, healthcare systems, yes. et cetera. So y'all, please, 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 please go complete the census. Yep. It's not about, I don't want people in my business or I don't want people <laughs> to know my information. By federal law, the information is kept confidential. So okay. nobody's coming and looking for you. And yep. plus the questions that they ask are not even that deep. Right. How many people in your house? <laughs> What's your name? Where you live? You share more data on your phone. Literally, yes. <laughs> more of your business is on your phone than what you're going to give the census yes. in five minutes. Right. So yeah. please, please, please go to 2020census.gov and complete your census by September 30th. It is super critical, super, super critical. We yeah. need funding to stay in the black community and the funding that we that is already rightfully ours to come into our community. That's so right. fill out the census. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna give you, uh, Brother Pack, uh, the last word Absolutely. in a second, but just a reminder, September 30th, the deadline for the census, 2020census.gov. Make sure you go, five, 10 minutes, fill that out. Mm -hmm. Then go to vote.org. Yep. Five, 10 minutes, register to vote. Mm -hmm. That's like 20 minutes and you've already done enough to help uh, in, in this change, in this shift that we're trying to do in the yes. country. October 5th is the last day that to register to vote. Yes. Then October 6th here in Marion County, you can go an early vote. Is that yes. nationwide or just Marion County? And well, October 6th is across the state. Technically, by law, 27 Indiana. days prior to the election, you have to open early voting. So okay. it's across the board. Okay. But the locations vary. Okay. So make sure you go to vote.org for all that information. And then we need poll workers, okay? Yes. We're trying to keep our senior workers. saints out of the COVID environment. Yes. And so we need some younger folks to come in there and kind of take over um, and, and, and bring some young people in and, and give them an opportunity to be engaged and involved in this process as well. Um, so you can go to indy.gov um, and to find out more information about working the polls and how you can uh, get involved in that as well. So um, Brother Pag, as we close out tonight, today, 
Um, is there anything else you want to share related to the early voting, poll workers, uh, trying to encourage our people to step out and vote? Yeah. I will tell you, poll workers is an issue nationwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not just Indiana. Mm -hmm. I'm a challenge to make sure all of our young people, college students, make sure on campus you guys are registered to vote. You can go out there and get your ballots now, have it sent to you on campus, put it back in the mail. Yeah. I'm, I'm challenging you, basketball players, uh, fraternities, sororities, any you know student athlete, we need to get everyone registered to vote. Yeah. Request your ballot, send it back in, and then across the country, just call your family, call your friends to make sure, and we got friends all across the country. Right. Hey, are you, are you set up to be a poll worker, to be able to help? Right. Right. So when you start looking at certain states, like Florida, in 2016, I think he won by 100-some thousand votes, mm -hmm. right? Well, there was 300-some thousand African-Americans in Miami that didn't vote. Mm -hmm. Wow. So now you sit here and you're looking, again, we can't sit at home and not vote, and then come November the 4th or whenever it's figured out, November the 8th or 9th, and sit and say, uh, it wasn't unfair. Right. We didn't get out and vote. That's so, right. hey, family, friends, get out, help your, help your family members, help your friends, make sure they're registered to vote. We gotta go vote. That's right. Mm -hmm. So just like you come across a favorite TV show, movie, song, and you share that with everybody in your family and your friends, <laughs> make sure you share these links. Fill out their census by the 30th of September. Mm -hmm. Register to vote by October 5th. Mm -hmm. Then October 6th, we're hitting the streets to go early voting yes. so that this um, nation can change in the midst of all that we're going through. And then go work the polls. Yes. All right, tell somebody to go work the polls so we can keep our uh, elderly safe and sound uh, this year as well. Uh, I appreciate you, uh, Brother Pat. Yeah. Thank you for thank the invite. You. Yeah, thank for you. sure. And then uh, Pastor Nicole, thank you as well. Um, and thank you for... <laughs> Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Waiting Room Podcast powered by Eastern Star Church where Jesus is exalted and the word is explained. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> like their promotion. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. I'm just speaking it. I'm just speaking it.